Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome back to the one and only Cavs the Podcast, featuring commentary from all of your favorite Cavs the Blog bloggers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast, a, a somber Cavs the Podcast after a beatdown at the hands of the Spurs. Uh, yeah. And and not only that, uh, a domination on both sides of the ball, and then LeBron James went out with a mysterious head slash neck slash or neck slash back injury after yeah. taking. An I don't elbow. think it was head. It looked like it was right in the middle. Took an elbow from David Lee right in the square in the middle of the back. So yeah. Well, so. And and but he was down on the floor for a while. So in a way, you kind of have to hope it's a. LeBron's pension for dramatics, but uh, about all that could go wrong did go wrong that game, and it's uh, leading to a lot of questions about uh, the Cavs and their ability to, uh, I I would say, you know, get out of the second round of the playoffs right now, and their ability to compete on a regular basis in the NBA. Uh, they went up against a very hungry. Spurs team that wanted to take it to him and certainly did. Yeah. Um, and, and Kawhi Leonard looked like the best player in the building, um, by a long shot. Uh, the claw, as they call him, was awesome on both sides of the ball. I mean, he was what, one for seven, or one for seven from three, or 0 for seven from three. 0 for seven from three. And still scored 25 points. 
So yeah, plus thirty for the game. Yeah, and I was looking at the box score a little bit, and the one for me, the Cav that stood out more than anything was uh, Kyrie Irving was awful. Yeah, um, I believe he had eight yep. points. Uh, yeah, he had eight points, fourth, thirteen shooting, missed both threes he took. More than anything, he just he just looked he looked completely dominated by the Spur guards. I mean, they were just that was the thing. Like the like the first quarter, the Cavs competed. They missed some shots. They gave up some some easy back cuts and and uh, pick and roll action that you know clearly the Spurs were were ready to attack them with. Um, but it wasn't the Spurs got hot towards the end of the first quarter, yeah, and hit some some tough shots, um, and then a thirty six to twenty two second quarter pretty much uh, put the game out of reach. Yeah, and it was really but but halfway through that second quarter, and I may have missed something because I had to catch up because I was delayed getting to this one, which seems like. He, the Cavs were too, but um, <laughs> but it was right around that time that Popovich got the technical um, for forgetting he was he was angry that LeBron got the continuation on that that dunk out of the inbounds play, which seemed like the only time the Cavs were running any plays was on the inbounds, and they they scored like three straight to, on three straight inbound plays, and then uh, and then Kyrie missed the the technical free throw. So you kind of knew he was having an off night. And then from that point on, it was all Spurs the rest of the half. And the Cavs had stretches where they could not even get an effective shot on offense. Like they would either turn it over or it would be a shot falling over from the three point line as the uh, shot clock was winding down. I mean, they just uh, they had stretches where they would turn the ball over like four out of five possessions. Yeah. And it was it was brutal and and it wasn't limited to any one player. Um I don't think there was any player that played especially well. Um I mean Tristan Thompson I guess had the most efficient game uh 4 for 5 from the field and 11 points, but beyond that and and I guess Channing Fry made up some some damage. Well, that was garbage, garbage time, time, yeah. But well, I mean you got to look for at least he's getting a rhythm. Uh, the Cavs bench at one point had been had scored zero points by I don't I don't think they scored a point in the first half. Yeah, um, yeah. They and Paul Gasol was lighting them up. Uh, Fourteen points for him in twenty one minutes, and just the whole Spurs bench from David Lee to Paul Gasol, to Patty Mills, um, Kyle Anderson, they were all giving him something. Um, and of course, Manu Ginobili, who was great at the end of the first quarter, um, and, and well, tell the game meant something to him. I'll put it this way: the the Spurs third unit defend defended better than any other any of the the units the Cavs put on the floor tonight. Yeah, which is saying something. I mean, that's a team that is well coached from top to bottom. Uh, I don't imagine that. Greg Popovich makes a habit of not practicing in between yeah. games. Um, his players are just as old, if not older, than the Cavs players. 
But and the, sorry, yeah, no, go ahead. Well, the the big difference is they don't run them these ridiculous minutes counts in meaningless games in January. Uh, you don't see, you know, even when he was in his early 30s, you didn't see Tim Duncan playing 42 minutes in meaningless games in in January and February. You know, they they, they yeah. run sane, consistent minute counts, and we haven't seen sane, consistent minutes or rotation at all this year. I mean, we, it, we've seen different lineups in every single game. It's more than that, though. It's more than that. They have. A, oh, I, they have. I'm this not goes, arguing I mean, with you. No, no. I'm just saying it goes back to. I mean, we talked about this last year too. And, I think we you know, talked about it less than a week ago. Yeah. No. But I mean, I specifically with the Spurs, I remember distinctly last year. You know, on a, on a couple of podcasts, even talking about this phenomenon, which is the Spurs have a system. They every player buys in. Every player knows where they're supposed to be on the floor on defense. They know where they're supposed to be on the floor on offense. They have, they have a, a, a design. They they know what they're doing. They know what they're about. And if a team comes in and starts doing something that you know they they need they have a way to react to things. Craig Greg Popovich, when he's pissed off, will call a timeout. He he they, they were up by fifteen, I think, and he called a rage timeout uh, at the beginning of the third quarter because he wasn't happy with their energy coming out because the Cavs, I think, scored the first five points of the quarter. And, and you know, they immediately, that was it. They, they didn't score again for like nine minutes because Popovich, you know, he's got that go-to. He, he just stressed to, to these guys to remember what they've been practicing and they respond. And look, Obviously, the last year the proof was in the pudding. The the Spurs didn't even make it to the, you know, to the the Western Conference Championship game, and the Cavs won the title. You know, so who so so who knows? You you that but but as LeBron likes to say, last year was last year. This year is this year. Every year is different, and clearly, this team, even though the personnel is not that much different, I mean, they yes, they don't have Del. Obadova, who who certainly made a difference defensively. They don't have Mozgov, who I, quite I frankly think Delhi made a difference attitude-wise as well. Maybe, but I think what he did, we've, and we've we've highlighted it without you know without trying to overstress it. The little things like the fouling a guy at half court to stop a break, and he would do yeah. that two or three times a game because that that's what they needed to have happen. No one's taken up that mantle. This year, everyone knows they can they can score on Kyrie. Um, you know, guys that have been out like Kevin and Jr. don't have their timing back yet, and I'm not sure Jr. ever had his timing from the beginning of the year because he never went through training training camp after you know holding out and signing the big contract. He really only played for about four or five weeks before he got injured, and then he's missed the last two and a half months. So these guys, you know, jumped in play. He's their one of their better defend, perimeter defenders. LeBron's been having to play a lot more five, and we can say what we want. I mean, he hasn't been particularly good on defense this year. But he's also been out of position most on, on most nights. Well, um, I, you know, you say that in a way, but also the Cavs are clearly embracing a, a positionless team. Um, Two, where you know they just switch everything defensively, and whoever you guard is whoever you guard. 
Sure. But that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, you can't switch like you can't just switch everything when you have guys that, that when you have guys that are poor individual defenders, because if they're not going to step their game up, then, you know, and, and again, I saw it again tonight. Guys were just they were not just a step slow, but two or three steps slow. Oh, yeah. They were not paying attention to their man. They were doubling up. Like that, guys, there was that, guys are three steps by the Cavs by the time they react to the drive. Well, and, there was that play. There was that play right before. I think it was the the end of the first quarter where uh, Ginobili inbounded the ball to Patty Mills, who pretty much could have laid the ball in driving down the lane, but chose to kick it out to Gasol, who no one was guarding because there were three cabs converging on Patty Mills, and Gasol hit the three to beat oh, the yeah. buzzer. Yeah. And it was just like, well, that's just well, and, that's just terrible recognition. And, yeah, and even uh, the announcers were like, yeah, Kyrie way overreacted to that penetration because there's already two guys there, and he left Gasol wide open. Yeah. Um, maybe, I mean, some of it you wonder, you know, is Kyrie hearing so often that he's a bad defender that he's trying to overcompensate, you know, and, and by doubling up and whatever. And he's just, again, it's the wrong decision when you should just try to try to be a passable on, you know, on ball defender. If you can. And, you know, yeah, the, the, this is, these are things that you look at and you say, well, a normal a normal coach, head coach, defensive coach would look at something like this and say, all right, we need to practice. We need to have, you know, we've got three days off now until the Bulls game on Thursday. We need to run some defensive-oriented practice. We need to throw some plays in. We need to make sure guys know where they're supposed to be. If guys can't be where they're supposed to be, then we'll put other guys in. But none of that happens. Yeah, well, I would be – a, a little part of me is thinking that I'd, I'd be surprised if there weren't a players-only meeting after this game uh, because they got embarrassed on national TV. Um, and but to say what? <laughs> well, I mean, they I mean, at to, this point, really, what what is there to say? Well, they they've got to play hard. They're not trying hard. They don't care. You could tell how much that game meant to the Spurs. Ty Lu didn't look like he cared. Uh, you know, LeBron went through the motions, and then guys just didn't care. I mean, they got nobody on that team that puts anybody on their butts when they're getting embarrassed. You yeah. know, and it's they just don't care right now. I mean, Kyrie, you want to tell me that in a game that he cared about, he's going to score eight points? You know, that's... That's but he, but he got, but he got shut down. I mean, he got shut down. And granted, he was missing shots because he was rushing shots because the Spurs, the Spurs are a great defensive team. They really are. I mean, they're whether they're number two overall in the in the NBA. And well, yeah, and, were, and there goes back to another issue: the Cavs don't run plays, right? You except know. for out of except for uh, out of yeah. bounds on out of and and there's no consistent offensive sets. It's just kind of wander into whatever you're going to do. Um, and well, the announcers made, be made more of that too. They they were like, you know, the Cavs haven't really tried to establish anything. No, the pick and roll, the you know, the low yeah. post. There were there was some uh, Kevin Lebron 
two man action that they were trying to get going. And yeah, but then they got, run it got once or twice the, and go away from it a couple it. of times. Yeah, but yeah, um, I I'm shocked. I I just. I don't know what to make of Tyron Lue. I don't know if his hands are tied. I don't know if, you know, this is all LeBron running everything and he's just a caretaker. He certainly does not seem to care when his team is playing like crap or he does not get animated at all. And one thing that I found very curious was LeBron James's big Twitter stream yesterday uh, about his coaches, and, and I'm just going to read it real quick. It says, man, if it wasn't for Big Frank, Bruce Keller, Willie Earl, Coach Drambrot, and Coach Drew Joyce, I wouldn't be the player I am today as a kid. They showed toughness and stayed on me every single day, never sugarcoated anything, told me the real told me to reel and lit me up when I wasn't applying. The reason I'm saying this is I believe a major reason why kids don't succeed is because of the leaders, coaches, etc. Won't get on them because they're afraid of losing the kid, losing the sponsorship that comes with the kids, or have their own agenda on how much they can benefit in the long from the kid not realizing they're cheating the shit out of them, out of the kid. We as kids don't know. We need to be pushed, kicked, loved, and then pushed, kicked again because that's what brings us and brings and breeds the hunger inside us whoever you are out there please stop worrying about you and if you really care for the kid give him the guidance as my coaches and mentors did for me i mean i gotta think from the guy that nothing is an accident that's it that is uh some subtweeting going on there about tyron loop <laughs> and Maybe. Says, then i can't stand it anymore because i of i love and die right now for my sport and for sports in general just hashtag just my opinion i mean from the guy that says stop fitting out start fitting in he included every coach he enjoyed over his time growing up uh didn't include tyloo i mean maybe it's about the kids but yeah. I, I gotta think that well you need to be Dan- pushed, kicked loved and then pushing kicked again Sounds well, Keith Dambrod, like Dambrod, he had his chance. He was he was free there for a second. He's going to Duquesne after which after is, leaving Akron after 13 years, which is insane to me because to me, I'd much rather be at Akron than Duquesne. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he'd probably win more games at Akron. But, Duquesne yeah. is a basketball ghost town. Yeah. Well. I mean, and he just wanted to get paid. Who knows? It's not that. Far so here was a quote. Here's a quote yeah. from Ty Lue. Uh, the, this is Ramona Shelburne just tweeted. She said, Ty Lue said to the Spurs, they're just so fast. And they asked, <laughs> they asked him, is that a lack of athleticism on the Cavs or fatigue? And Lou says, probably both. Well, this oh, man. Ty Lue sad sack act of, I don't know if we can do it, blah, 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 is really that is not good. That is not what you want from a leader. Well, I mean, combined with the, with the quote he had the, the other day after the last game, the Washington game where he said, you know, he's doesn't, yeah. he's not confident they're going to be able to turn the, yeah. you know, flip the switch. So, and that's, yeah. that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But you know, I mean, this is this is the first time that they're that they're out of the top spot in the East. I think since 
I want to say since like late November. Yeah. Well, here's, here's, so, uh, Harvey Keitel in an underrated movie, U571 says to, uh, I believe it's Matthew McConaughey, uh, as the captain of that submarine, don't you dare say, I don't know. Those three words will kill a crew. Dead as a death charge. You're the skipper now, and the skipper always knows what to do, whether he does or not. And that is for, for Tyron Lou to have that kind of attitude is just completely unacceptable. It, it is the antithesis of leadership. Yeah. Um, and, well, yeah. And they are adopting that attitude. You know, yeah. the, well, the Cavs teams emulate the attitude of their head coach. And sure. if you have that attitude, and your team's going to have that attitude. So yeah. I, I, I just, I just can't even fathom that answer as an answer that you would, that you would get even if you believe it. I mean, that's just completely unprofessional. Yeah. Well, I mean, people have said it, and I don't disagree. I mean, I think his job's probably on the line if the Cavs, if this. Cavs team, uh, you know, one of the highest payrolls in NBA history doesn't make it to, back to the finals to even have a shot at defending their championship. I don't know that Ty Lue has a job here next year. I, I don't know if he has a job here next week. Oh, I, don't, I mean, that would be I think that would be silly. Yeah. I mean, they, they've gone. I mean, that I could see them. I mean, look, everything's on the table, I think, if they if they do lose, because right now everything's. Right now, they're where where we've been all season, which is benefit of the doubt. They won the title last year in dramatic fashion. That earns you a lot of goodwill, a lot of leeway, a lot of slack. And yeah. I think they've had that all year long. And you know, it's caught up. It's caught up to them for a variety of reasons. You know, some has been injuries. Some has been integrating new pieces. Uh, too many minutes for LeBron. Tyloo not, not making adjustments. Age, but see, I don't buy the age thing because San Antonio is an older team than the Cavs. Yeah, but they are young at very key areas. Where? Uh, other than <laughs> other than Kawhi? Seriously, uh, where? Where other well, than Kawhi? Tell me somebody who's young. That the Kawhi's a pretty key area. <laughs> okay, Kyrie's twenty-five. Dwayne, Dwayne Dedman. He's a starter. Come on, He's twenty-two. Come on. He played twenty minutes Nate, tonight. Nate. Nate. But, but the Cavs, he me, has 13 me, rebounds. Do you start. think the Cavs could use 13 rebounds in 20 minutes from their center, whether or not he plays hard defense or not? I mean, whether or not he can score or not? That yeah, it, I, It's something that matters. <laughs> I know. But how old is Dwayne Dedman? He's 22. Okay. But, <laughs> you know. I'm just saying, like, like where, what, there are no other, like, they don't have young point guards. That they've got Jonathan Simmons, they've got Kyle Anderson, you know, Patty, yeah. Patty Mills. How Those aren't the Patty guys that beat them tonight. Patty Mills is 28. Okay. They're not I'm the guys saying. that beat them tonight, but they're also the guys that keep the starters fresh. They're not, I, I, I agree with you, they're not the youngest team in the league. You know, Danny Green, he's he's 29. He's Colbert. getting up there. But yeah. LaMarcus, is, LaMarcus is 32. Yeah, but I mean, do you think the Cavs would like to have a guy like Dwayne Dedman right now. I sure. Mean, I think guy yeah, playing Dwayne on Dedman. a minimum salary, 22 years old. They got him locked up for three years. He's a starting center. He's getting 13 rebounds against the Cavs in 20 minutes. The Cavs sure could have used that. Yeah. Um, but, sorry. And they, look, they had, 
they had, but they had Bogan. Well, was they gone. did. They did, and they rolled the dice on a guy with an injury history, and and it didn't work out. Who else and, were they going to go? Who else were well, they? No, gonna no, no. In? I'm I'm not I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes bad luck happens. But yeah. What what I'm what we've seen from this team throughout the year. Uh, and in the off season is they have gone and gotten guys that are offensive role players and not defensive and not athletic. And they're not playing those guys. And, you know, they got a guy like DeAndre Liggins, who somebody in the comment section mentioned yesterday or today, you know, some of the best lineups in the league had DeAndre Liggins starting at the, at the two guard for a while. Yeah. And, the problem is they don't put him in a position to succeed. It's clear right. watching him, he's not a guy who should be handling the ball. He should be strictly no. 3 and D and swing the ball and make the open pass when he has a chance. But yep. they, ever since LeBron's playmaker, you know, rant, he's been buried on the bench. And, yep. you know, it's, it's a little bit like what I said about uh, David Griffin earlier in the season. A lot of times he's zigged when he should have zagged. And that's just luck, you know. You're not going to be lucky all the time. You're not going to get J.R. Smith and Amon Shumpert and a first-round pick from the Knicks every year. Yeah. But they, the lack of athleticism is really starting to hurt. But here's the problem, it's, and it goes exactly with what you said, which is I don't think it's about the pieces. It's about how the pieces are being used. Okay. Right? I mean I, – A little you're, bit you're right. about the you're pieces. Right. You're they right could about use the center. You, you, what's that? They could use another center. They could, but they don't. There's no one else to get. I mean, they they got Birdman, who got hurt. Then they got Bogut, who got hurt. Now they have Sanders, who's let's be honest, not going to play this year. Right. Well, and that's kind of my point. They need. They should have gotten somebody from who could play this year. Yeah, but the, who who who's to say that guy wouldn't have gotten hurt? I mean, it's just like no. to, to point. I'm saying it, it's. It's about using guys correctly, and it just doesn't feel – because you can't – a lot of these guys aren't aren't going to create their own shots, right? No, they're guys – they're, they're weapons that, that they require either, either LeBron or Kyrie or I guess to some degree Darren Williams to get them the ball to be successful. Right. Kyle Korb is not creating his own shot. Channing Frye is not creating his own shot. Even J.R. Smith, to a degree, is not. I mean, he's he at least can, you know, he's got that side dribble where he can kind of kind of juke somebody, but he's not shooting well. No, Iman Shumpert, Iman Shumpert's not creating his own shot, although he has gotten better at creating that that pull up mid ranger. Yeah, but for the most part, these guys aren't creating their own shots. These are guys that have to have the ball in the right place. Even even Tristan, he's not creating his own shot. He's either. Getting the, he's getting the high handoff or he's getting a putback and even Kevin he has even Kevin Love's not creating his own shot. So these are guys that rely on the drive and kick. Well, the Spurs are a team that that can shut down the drive and kick. And if you're not if you don't have guys that are capable of of creating it, creating their own shot, they're just gonna they're just gonna load up. And that's why look, the Cavs were what four of twenty six tonight from three. You, you're not going to survive a night like that, even against, you know, so that's the problem, though, is that it's about it's about usage and, and how, about how these guys are used. So 
it stands to reason that if you're going to face a team like the Spurs, and the hope would be that in a playoff series that Ty Lue and his staff would make the adjustments and would have a plan and would have plays designed to exploit what what limited holes exist in a, a team like San Antonio's defense. But that didn't happen tonight because they didn't run plays. And when you don't run plays, then you're then it's just down to, to ISO ball. And then, you know, against, against a team like a Spurs who's really good at one-on-one defense, it's not going to work. They poked away so many balls from both Kyrie and LeBron tonight that, you know, that's – that's yeah. that's the way they play, and that that's what killed them in that second quarter, where Absolutely. that was the game right there, where the the Spurs are experts at turning their defense into offense. And, and along with that, and that is all true. But what has galled me the most, I guess, is defense is all about habits, and the Cavs have had such terrible habits for the entire season to expect them to turn it on at, at some point, it becomes further and further outside of the realm of possibility of that happening. And just yeah. because it happened last year doesn't mean it's going to be able to happen this year. And, and speaking of that a little bit, you know, we talked about guys getting fired. Do you think Michael Longobardi's job is safe? By it shouldn't be. The end of the season. I've been calling for his job since la- the end of last year. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. I mean, look, the guy got fired by the by the Suns, who were by no means a defensive, a good defensive team, anyways. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a mistake the moment they brought him in. I, I mean, I'm not suggesting you bring back, you know, Mike Brown, but because he's with the Spur- with the Warriors now, anyways. But certainly somebody who's got a better sense of. Because Ty Lue was was the guy drawing up a lot of the defense before when Blatt was coach. Yeah. And when he took the, the head job, it seemed like his focus instantly switched to how we're going to be a better offensive team. Yeah. Well, who's out there that they could get? That's that's the other question. I don't know. I mean, do you go? I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'd be the wrong guy. I'd be the no, wrong no. Guy I mean, it, everybody that I can think of is in the uh, the broadcast booth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mean, know. That, that that's that's the problem. I don't know who they get. Um, yeah, it, you know, midway through the season, but no, probably it's too late now. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's in the street. You can bring in a consultant. You can, you know. They have the resources. Yeah. Um, you know, when things are going bad at your work, do you do you just trudge along doing the same thing you're doing, or do you figure out no. how to make a change? <laughs> you you too much money is at stake. You have to right. figure out what's go what what the problem is and try to solve it. Yeah, even if you got to spend a little more money to solve it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which isn't always there, but, you know, you you, you got to find a way. And, and clearly with the Cavs, money is no object. And if they don't get to the finals, they're losing out on a lot of money. So, yeah. you know. Well, because if they, if they don't, here's the thing. If they, if they make the finals and lose, then there's, I mean, and, and I would even say if they make the finals and get swept, that could still mean changes. 
Um, but if they make the finals and, you know, lose four to three, four to two, you know, four to one and all the games are competitive, you know, I mean, sometimes you just say, well, you, you just got to tip your hat and, and hopefully stock up better next year. But I think anything short of a, of a competitive finals run and I think everything's on the table. Because oh, yeah, I'll agree with you. The window, the window is only going to get smaller from this point on. LeBron's already thirty-two. Um, you know, he's he'll be yeah, thirty-three next year. I mean, they they have to look at all right. Is, do we need? Is there somebody? Is there somebody uh, better than Tyloo, or is it just a case of bringing in some defensive help for Tyloo? Uh, is there? Do they are? Do they ultimately have to trade Kevin, you know, or Kyrie to figure out a way to, you know, to have? I don't think they would trade Kyrie. I, I mean, you know, but um, I trade Kyrie before I trade Kevin. No, I know you would. I don't know if I would, but um, yeah. But I, I mean, think. Uh, look, I think everything's on the table, and not to get too fatalistic here, but you know, if, if it's one game. But it is a it is it's a, a it's one game. troubling it's yeah. a troubling trend that uh, really they've I mean they're now I think they're now eight and ten since well, the All Star game. <laughs> if it was one game, it would be something. But it's not one game. It's you know yeah they're two right. And eight but they were at least competitive. Game. They were at least competitive for yeah. three and a half quarters in the in the Wizards game. Yeah, you know they were competitive for three quarters basically in the Denver game. Like. They they've been competitive and still given up a lot of points. The, yeah, the they're, points they're, they, they're five and five in their last ten. So no no no, but they're I think they're eight and ten since the All Star break. What do you mean? I mean eight. They're oh, they eight won eight and ten. Sorry, eight and ten since the All Star. I heard in and not and. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> yeah, eight and eight and ten since the All Star. Yeah, and, you know, right now they're the second seed. Don't see any shot at them getting back into the top seed. Um, not with the schedule they have, and certainly not if LeBron has to miss any sort of time with this yeah. this odd back injury. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it was a stinger. I mean, he was down for a while, but, but you know, LeBron usually, when he's feeling hurt, he, he usually does stay down for a little while. But he have been walking off the court uh you know, he left. He left the court at the beginning of the fourth quarter to go back to the locker room. But they showed him in the tunnel, and he was still kind of wincing and trying to flex the back. So, yeah. you know, you hope it's just a stinger. Maybe he misses a game, or maybe they because they've got they don't have another game till Thursday in Chicago. So maybe he won't have to. But I mean, at this point, honestly, uh, I wouldn't be. I know it sounds crazy, but. You know, with Corver's foot hurting and Shumpert banged up and, you know, with this tweak on LeBron uh, and, you know, still trying to get other guys acclimated, you know, the, the truth is, as long as they, I mean, they don't need home court. I mean, they're not going to get the top seed. They're probably going to get past, they, there's a real good chance they can even get passed by Washington uh, because they've been playing really well lately. Although Washington's got a tough West Coast trip coming oh, and, up, and and you know Toronto's only a half game behind Washington. Yeah, they've won, they've won six straight. So, 
Yeah. So who knows? It seems like all the top teams in the East uh, are all on win streaks, you know? Yeah. But I mean, look, if it, if it was, if it was, Hey, you know what guys, we don't care if we have home court, we don't care if we're the fourth or fifth seed, as long as we get to the playoffs and everybody's healthy and rested and we get an opportunity to, to really run some, some defensive practices and, and, and really, you know, plan for these playoff series. Maybe that's all that matters at this point. Uh, maybe, but I, I, <laughs> it is no longer the foregone conclusion that we all thought it was. I think you would agree with that, wouldn't you? Oh, for sure. No, they, I never expected them to be this bad defensively. I knew there'd be some drop off because look, any time a team, wins a championship there's a natural ease off the pedal because you you know you you get a little you know you get a you get a little full of yourself b everybody else is get you get a target on your back for literally every other team in the league because they when you come to town everybody gets up for because like oh it's the champs let's let's we want to beat the champs because we beat the champs whether if we're in the if we're in the playoff hunt then it builds confidence if we're not in the playoff hunt then it's a it's our it's our playoffs you know, so that's that's just the nature of things. But I never expected them to be this bad. I never expected them to be just to, to basically look like a D-League team against the Spurs tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, they were not they were not good. Yeah. Uh, and the Spurs look great. I mean, but here's the thing. The Spurs weren't even that good. The Spurs. To your to your point, I mean, like when Kawhi was over seven from three. They the Spurs only shot seven of twenty six from three. They only made three more than the Cavs did. Well, I I take that and then I take it with a grain of salt because to me they were playing with playoff like intensity, and they seemed really amped up. And when you're really amped up, you, you're going to be strong on some shots. Um, right, and. But their length was too much. For, even if oh, the Cavs yeah. were shooting well, like their length yeah. was such that they just couldn't. I mean, Pau Gasol, well, I think put, a, put a, in a putback dunk over over Jr. at one point. Uh, Dwayne Dedman. Cavs run their offense when no one moves. You're not forcing. You're not making them play defense. You know. Yeah. Length can be countered by movement. Yeah. You know, it just and, seemed like they really were really much – I mean, pretty much after that, like halfway through the first quarter, and then the Cavs just realized they weren't winning this game. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that. with you there. That was that. And so we look at back at the last few games. Um, we had the uh, Washington game on Saturday, and, and John Wall looked fantastic. Uh, yep. with, with 37 points and then uh you know they i thought so tom pestak said he was reminded a little bit of the houston game uh with, when they last year that he complained about so much uh when they played charlotte but i actually thought they kind of buckled down and got the win there uh and got a win in charlotte and then you look at you know they had the denver loss uh, it, it was a tough week for the Cavs, and you know they got a couple games to get healthy. Uh, they've got the reeling Chicago Bulls on Thursday, which is also a national TV game, and then they got <laughs> Philly on Friday. But Philly's been playing everybody tough. Yep. And then they got 
uh, Indiana on Sunday, you know, the, the rest of this week is no slouch, but it'd be nice to see them go on a little streak here to kind of round themselves into shape for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, because we'll see, but I don't see, I don't see how, given how they're, how they've been playing and the fact that, that whether, whether, I don't know whose decision it is not to practice, but that just seems weird to me. I've never heard of a, of a, an NBA team not practicing in between games. Yeah. Um, to me, it comes down to the players and the coach. Somebody has to take ownership and say, this is an issue, and this is how we're going to fix it. Um, yeah. And this, we're saving everything for the playoffs stuff. I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. You know, to me, it doesn't seem You know like what it, it feels like to me? It, it just feels to me like Ty Lue buying time. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as my kids like to say, my excuse is hurt. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, so I was wrong. Uh, the Cavs are out of first in the East for the first time since November, but November of 2015. Wow. Uh, that was the last time. November 9th, 2015, was the last time the Cavs were not at least in a tie for a first place in the Eastern Conference. Um, but look, it wasn't unexpected. I mean, even I expected them to probably lose this game. I didn't expect them to not be at all competitive in this game. And that was the real, I think, red flag of what we saw tonight was that, I mean, Kyrie Irving was abjectly terrible. And look, there was a tweet saying that he was back out on the floor shooting after the game, which, you know. Hopefully Maybe he that... should have been in the locker room watching film on defense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just it, though. Like, I mean, if Kyrie's not scoring, yeah, then he's truly a net negative because his, at least, his offense at least is his defense. Yeah, I mean, at the, and that's that's you have, we have to look at it, I guess, at this point until he, uh, you know, until the playoffs hit, anyways, where he you know, weirdly does seem to turn it up a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, for right now, if he's not, if he's not, as someone said about Channing Fry, if he's not, if he can't hit shots, he shouldn't be out on the floor. Right. And that's the, right. uh, that's, you could say that about a lot of these guys. Now I will come to Channing's defense a little bit. They have jerked his minutes around and his role around all season. Uh, and he seems like a guy that does very well when he settles into a specific role and then continues to, you know, thrive in that role. And and I will say outside of Kyrie and LeBron and, you know, Kevin Love when he's been healthy, the Cavs have done that with all their players and Tristan Thompson. The Cavs have done that with all their players this season. Yeah. And I... I the lack of continuity from game to game is, is, is starting to hurt. And, you know, a lot of it's been injuries, uh, you know, and when you think about it, a ton of it has probably been injuries. So, you know, I, I have a hard time getting on Channing Frye too much uh, because clearly we saw when he was a starter and started playing over 20 minutes, he started to wear down a right. lot. And, you know, at the age he's at and the role he plays, that's just not 
he doesn't have that ability anymore, and that's not why he's on the team anyway. No, Channing Fry is literally on the team to hit, to take like five shots a game from the top of the key beyond the arc. Yeah. And, and that's why he's on the floor. And, but and be tall. They're not finding him. But the last two games, they're not finding him there. Or if they right. do, they're not. They're not doing so. They're not moving it to him and giving him an opportunity to shoot. He's yeah. usually got a guy in his face, and as we know Channing's not going to hit shots if there's a guy in his face. It's yeah. just how it is. So. Um, you know, and, and it hasn't helped that Corver's been out with, uh, with the sore foot, which seems more serious than, yeah, I think originally expected. Um, they, they're saying he's probably shut down through the weekend. So doubtful we're going to see Corver again until, you know, sometime next I, week. I worry that that is, so have they said what it is? It's the it's the right. They've done two MRIs. There's no structural damage. It's the right. It's the tendon in the foot, like some tendon that runs along the the uh, the side of the foot or something like that. But mm. um, yeah, he's had the problem in the past. He says, and uh, you know, it's just flared up on him. So yeah, I mean, and I watched him warming up the other night, and he does. He he did look like he was kind of. Just he didn't have the same stroke that he normally does, yeah. Um, and it's definitely affecting his shooting. Uh, speaking of shooting, I thought the Cavs' jump shots were kind of all over the place tonight. Kevin Love still hasn't gotten his jumper back. Um, yep. From three, uh, Jr. Uh, still clearly hasn't gotten his jumper back. I mean, he took that terrible shot. In the yeah. first quarter, where he caught a go ahead and spun around and threw it at the rim, falling out of bounds from the corner, and I think he made one more, but he missed some wide open looks, and he's not getting enough arc on him. It, but then the other side of that is the guy still got pins in his thumb on a shooting hand. Yeah. So is that and, and honestly, be able to even if he's not hitting him? shots, the bigger problem with Jr. is the defense. He just doesn't know where to go. I mean, he's yeah. he completely lost on every on every position, and you can't hide two guys on off, on on defense. Yeah. They're already having to hide Kyrie. If you're going to try to hide Kyrie and Jr., it's just not going to work out. Right. Well, and schematically, no one seems to know where to go. <laughs> no. It, 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 the, on on many plays, it just seems like abject confusion, where there's just an open guy cutting to the wreck. I mean, the uh, looking see how many points in the paint the Spurs had tonight. I'm sure it was a ton. Yeah, it was probably less than 70, but... <laughs> well, yeah, because it was only... Because they only scored 103, right? So, yeah. uh, it was 56 to 40 points in the paint. Wow. Yep. And, and 50, 52 to 40 on rebounds. So, another double-digit offensive rebound night for an opponent. Yeah. And... And... and you know, Deadman Deadman did a great job of controlling the paint for them uh, in 20 minutes. Yeah, no, Deadman did what what you want a guy like him to do, which is pull down rebounds and put back shots. So let let me run something by you. <laughs> okay. So if the Cavs decided, hey, we are just gonna dump somebody and go get the best big man from the D-League that we can get? Do you think it would help at all, or is it just that wouldn't even help? 
I don't think it would help. I don't think because, like I said, it goes back to who who's using the guys, right? Tyloo's not going to use that guy. He's just not. Hmm. Interesting. He's committed. I think. I think Tyron Lou has the has what he has. I think he's you know again part of the reason why I think some of these guys haven't acclimated the way that they should is because the offense is run a specific way and it usually takes a bit of time to get used to the way that LeBron wants it and, and in being in an offense and a defense with no set plays. So, you know, um, I just don't think it would matter at this point. I, I mean, I know there's a couple of guys out there, but you know, um, Look, I don't think Larry Sanders is the answer because he hasn't played basketball in two and a half years. And he might be an answer next year because he'll still be a relatively young guy. And if they can get some out of him, he can bulk up, bulk back up over the summer and, and really, really focus on his game. But that's asking a lot of, out of a guy, you know, who's that, who's been that, that sort of mentally fragile the last couple of years who walked away from the game. So, um, I think anything they get out of Larry Sanders probably next year is gravy. Um, you know, I I kind of hope they stay in touch with Bogut, so maybe they can bring him back next year and just have him for for some defensive insurance. Um, but again, Bogut's probably not the kind of guy that he's not that young body that that's going to eat up minutes and keep Tristan and and Love fresh and keep LeBron from having to play the five. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think, look, they've, they've kind of got what they've got. I mean, and they, I think that was kind of true. You know, Bogut was that one guy that, that because he'd been there before, because he could, he's such a, a plus on the defensive side, he might've been able to make a difference, but I'm not so sure. I mean, a lot of these teams are just running rough shot on the Cavs anyways. And it's not like Bogut's getting up and down the floor that quickly these days. So um, I don't know. I don't know how much, much of a difference it would, it would make, you know, that it's funny. I was looking at a tweet from uh, Tom Withers at the AP. They were talking to LeBron after the game. And he said, this was LeBron's quote on the slide in the standings. He said, I'm not worried about anything. We've done it before. Uh, (laughs) So I guess, you know, it keeps. I keep going back to. If they think they can do it, then I'm not out there with them. If uh, they think they can do it, then great. And if they can't do it, then we can all second guess after it's over if they don't make it to the to the finals and have a good run. Yeah, I, it's 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 hard to watch though, man. It is hard to watch games like tonight. Like I I. I didn't get a chance to catch up and I was going to, my goal was to catch up. Uh, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's no point. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying my goal oh. when I got home, cause I got home at halftime and my goal was to like catch up on the first half. And I saw the score and I was like, Whoa, what's the point? So I just kind of fast forward through just to see a couple of the highlights. But you know, I mean, a game like this, it's just, it's just, I, I would rather watch the Indians who beat the Cubs, wanted to beat the Cubs in preseason. So, <laughs> Oh, World Series part two, game eight. Yeah, they played the Cubs uh, like four times. I think yeah, in, I, the, in the in the uh, in the preseason, and they've beaten them most of them. So, 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I, it's hard to watch. Uh, I, I felt like there were at least earlier in the season games that I, even if they'd lose, I'd enjoy watching them play. Um, I got to say, pretty much since February, I don't think there's been many games I've enjoyed watching them play. Maybe the maybe the big that game in in DC against the when they when they beat the the Wizards on that crazy LeBron shot. Um, yeah, that was a fun game. That was probably the the best game. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the last. <laughs> Even though they kind of gave that game away and then recaptured it. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. LeBron says, right now, we're just not playing good basketball. We'll figure it out. I'm still confident in the bunch. The bunch. And he says uh, he'll be ready to play the Cavs next game after taking an elbow to the spine. Oh, LeBron said that after the game he'd be ready to play. Well, and I kind of got the feeling he just wanted to get out of there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, now now Ty Lue says, we got nine games to figure it out, and I'm confident we will. So now he is confident. Yes. Make up your mind, Ty. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was trying to make somebody else step up, and nobody did. So now he's got to be the guy that steps up. <laughs> I got a question for you. Is it better for TV ratings if the Cavs sit players or stink up the joint like that? Cause, uh, no, I think it's definitely better if they – stink up the joint for TV ratings because at least teams tune in. At least people tune in. Like, if they hear, oh, LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love aren't playing, I'm They're not, not even going to tune in. in. Yeah, at least true. they'll tune in. And they, they saw the, the Spurs run a clinic. I mean, they saw great basketball from the sport, Spurs, or at least great energy. Um, yeah. I, I love the fire. Uh, I love the competitiveness. Um they're probably still not getting out of the West, but you don't know. I mean, if they play like that, that anything's possible. And to me, right now, Kawhi Leonard's as good as any player in the league. Man, that that uh, play he made to end the half when he just drove the oh, ball yeah. down the court with like three and a half seconds left and just shot a a one handed hook shot like yeah. straight on and from the foul line. Was I was like this? This dude's playing on a different level. Yeah, he is. I mean, everybody. I don't think people. We certainly have not seen many career arcs like his, where you know you go from scoring twelve to thirteen to sixteen to nineteen to now he's scoring like what twenty seven a game. Yeah. Um. A- after I think he came out as a sophomore or a junior. I'm not sure. I think it was uh, a sophomore, yeah. Yeah, and just as a guy that, you know, a talented forward with a huge wingspan and a, and a nice rebounding game and really raw, and I mean, he's just turned himself into an amazing player. Um, yeah. I mean, he was, he was such a good defensive player, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he's he's become a, almost a transcendent offensive player, too. Well, and you look at a shot like that, I mean, that that's a shot. If you need a shot to win a game, that's a shot you can go to. Oh know? yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would say, I would say, Kawhi Leonard is the closest thing the game has to a younger version of LeBron right now. I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, because Durant, 
I think Durant's a good two-way player, but Durant's a lot more finesse. Well, and than, he's a different player. I mean, yeah. he just has a he is not the um he's just a it's just a different game. I yeah. mean, he just does it so much with an unstoppable jump shot. Right. Uh, and not that he can't drive and get in the lane and do whatever, but you know, the ability to get to the rack um that yeah. LeBron but, has. But LeBron when he's locked in when he, you know, back when he was winning like defensive did he win a defensive player of the year? I thought he, he might have won year. Won one or two, but um back in his you know, in that in that high point, because the thing I really noticed about Kawhi tonight was his passing game too. Like oh, yeah. his I ability mean, to pick and roll with him. Yeah, to see the floor now too. Like I never thought he was that good of a passer, but man, he really he really impressed. I don't watch a lot of Kawhi Leonard. And I, I think I avoid Spurs games because unless they're playing the Rockets or the, you know, or the or the Warriors, just because I mean to be honest, they're, they're still just <laughs> they're a very boring team to watch because they're so efficient and they they do it so well. But um, but yeah, he had six assists tonight. Yeah, like he just I, I don't know Kawhi Leonard. I, I I guess I'm seeing him in a new in a in a new ish light that. Uh, you know, it's if if Harden and Westbrook weren't having the seasons they were having, I think uh, Kawhi would be would certainly be in serious contention for the MVP, and maybe he still will be amongst some baseball or some basketball writers. Yeah, to me, the telling point in that game was the Spurs in the first quarter are up five uh, after, and Pop calls a rage timeout. Uh, because LeBron just got a dunk, and they're up five, and they're looking pretty good, and he is just ripping every spur there is because they just let LeBron have have a dunk. Yeah, I have not seen that kind of fire from Ty Lue or anybody on the Cavs all season. Yeah, and and that is something they're missing. Yeah, you know, they they nobody's being held accountable. Well, say what you want about pop resting guys, but the, but certainly that kind of emotion shows you that the regular season does matter to him. Well, it does, but also though they don't lose, you know, it's not a guaranteed loss when their best players sit. Right. You know, they find a way to scheme and prepare hmm. and because one through fifteen, they're all drilled on defense and and they're and, expected to be ready to play and know the play and they know yeah. where they need to be on the floor they know yeah. all the plays you know they 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 just know because they and they know they'll get berated if they're not yeah like what's the what's the what's the penalty if you're a calf right now and you you know you miss a defensive rotation or like the worst thing you're gonna get is a glare from lebron like you're not gonna yeah. get a talking to by Ty Lue, obviously you're not going to get screamed at. You're not going to get, uh, you know, all you're going to get is, is the, you know, LeBron icy stare and maybe he doesn't throw the ball to you a couple of times in a row. I mean, that's, and and it's hard to even respect that when you watch games where you have no freaking idea where LeBron's going to be defensively. I mean, that wizards game, he was wandering all over God's green earth. On yeah. some of those defensive possessions, I was like, "What are you doing?" I mean, Kelly, U- I wrote about it. Kelly Oubre was just 
I'm just going to cut weak side every time and either get an offensive rebound or a dunk on a, on a cut. I mean, it was just like, it, it, yeah. it's hard to take a person that doesn't take his own assignment seriously. It's hard to take that person seriously when he's yelling at you or glaring at you, you know. Well, and I think it's that, look, it's it's that time of the year where LeBron's tired. He's gassed. Yeah. He's tired in the fourth quarter of every game now. He's played entirely too much. Uh, he's By his account, he's played too many games, not too many minutes, and whatever. It's fine. Either way, LeBron is gassed. He's tired. He's clearly he's played you know, too much. And he's probably tired. Some of it's just, he's tired of carrying the load because, but it's that sort of self-fulfilling prophecy where the offense is set up to have LeBron at the center of everything. He's the facilitator. If he doesn't want to facilitate, then he's the guy that takes the ball in his hand and goes one-on-one. He's the drive and kick guy. He's the guy that's that's supposed to play the, you know, guard any, you know, all positions one through five uh, you know, and we know how much he doesn't like. I mean, I'm sure he got annoyed having to get juked out by Nikola Jokic the other night. And, you know, he doesn't like playing the – doesn't like banging at the four either. I don't think he likes – particularly likes going up against, you know, Markeith Morris and, you know, and trading elbows or whatever. Like it's, it's just – it's one of those things where I think part of that is when you're tired – and you're frustrated that you feel like other guys aren't chipping in, it's a lot easier to stand around and not do your job either and then complain when, when people aren't doing theirs. I, uh, and I'm not saying that happens all that. the time. I'm not saying it happens all the time, but it's certainly I, I've noticed it more because yeah. a lot of times when, you know, you know, it, because I think he's, I think some of it's LeBron sort of waiting to see if guys are going to, do what they're supposed to do, and when they don't, and then he's watching them not do that, then he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing either, and it just it's a domino effect. Um, well, and teams I'll, are picking I'll, up on that. I'll say the other part of that, and and you kind of said it a little bit, but excuses become a self fulfilling prophecy too. Yeah. Um. You know, if you're just saying, "Oh, I'm tired all the time," well, at a certain point, you're just going to, you know, accept that mindset, and you're just going to be tired all the time. You know, you, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of excuse culture, and I've seen that a lot with the Cavs this year. Um, the other side of that I'll also say is, you know, I, I pushed that article uh, that was on ESPN um, about LeBron and his many, many business ventures. Um, and... I wonder if the other thing that's going on with the Cavs is that they just have too many guys that they're just not basketball players all the time. I mean, you don't hear everybody on the Spurs talking about how they're um, always – invested in all these different ventures. You don't see them on all these commercials all the time. They're just basketball players. Well, you got yeah. Kyrie, Kevin Love, you know, Iman Shumpert annoys the people in the Cavs front office with all his aspirations away from the court. Not as much this year, though. That was mostly well, last year. I'm just saying that, that that was a narrative that existed. Um, well, 
I know, found out today that that Tristan. So apparently, Tristan has two baby mamas in addition to <laughs> Khloe Kardashian, and she's that, kind of upset about that. And I'm that like, is well, the word on the street, it's like, dude, if you got two kids on the way and a Kardashian, you're trying to keep happy. That I'm sure your focus is entirely on basketball. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cavs the TMZ podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't mean to bring. I usually don't like bring that stuff no, up. But I, I know, but was, no, but there are the, a lot of distractions. Yeah, oh. and I look. I, I think it's 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 very difficult to, you know, it's funny that I keep reading this this quote about, uh, you know, that this team like seeming to thrive in adversity. And I hope that's true. I hope that I mean, the silver lining of all of this is that, you know, if if they stumble through the rest of the regular season, on some level, it kind of doesn't matter because when you have – the truth is when you have LeBron, you have a chance. And it's just a question of what your mindset is when you come out in a given game or a given series against a team. So – the truth is they could fall to the fourth or even fifth seed if, if I mean, I actually don't think it's possible, but if they did, they lost all the rest of their games and, you know, and it was just, hey, we got to go play, we got to go play Toronto in, in round one in Toronto. I think they'd be okay. Um, at, le- at least I'd believe they'd be okay until they weren't. So, um, you know, maybe it's, maybe this is what they need. Maybe they need that, that, added chip on the shoulder thing to have their butts kicked a little bit. Yeah. That, that perceived adversity that is mostly self-inflicted, but uh, if they can use it to create that bunker mentality of us against the world again, that drives them at least to make the finals and, and put on a good showing, um, you know, uh, then I, then it'll, then they'll prove us all wrong and say, you guys were all worried about nothing. Like, this is just something we have to go through on a yearly basis, and it's never going to be a fun regular season because we're just not built that way. That's just not how we're wired. And maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe that, that, that's ultimately the, you know, the, you can't have a season unless, you know, someone's getting fired or, or someone's not fitting in or, you know, there's not a bunch of subtweets or, you know, the team doesn't crumble down the stretch because of injury and and uh, inability to play impassable defense. So who knows? Who knows? Um, so, uh, gut feeling time. Cavs, do they get the number one seed? No. Do you get the number two seed? Yes. Okay. Um, gut feeling... Do the Cavs make the NBA Finals? My gut feeling? Yeah. Yes. So I, I'm going to agree with you on the two seed. Um, okay. I think the Cavs are fine in the two seed. Just as long as they have home field in the second round, um, I, I don't think they're going to matter. They're going to care all that much. Uh, I I still think there's an outside chance they get the one seed. I mean, they can they can turn it around. They've got a nice three game stretch to roll into Boston. So yeah, four games. I just stretch, don't even but, think it's about them anymore. I think it's about Bo- the easiness of Boston's schedule. It could be. Yeah, I mean Boston. I think has like 
six well, of their last and they're clearly invested in that first seed. Oh yeah, they want it badly. Yes, you know, Pre- President Stevens. That is, uh, that, yeah. is, that is something he promised the voters. So, well, wait now before we get off it. So, what do you do? You, do you agree or disagree with the they 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 still uh, make the finals? I'm gonna say no. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna who knocks say, him out? I think Washington knocks him out. Interesting. Yeah. So you think Washington will knock out Boston? No, because uh, oh, you think well, you saying Washington will knock him out in the second round? No, Washington knocks him out in the second round. Interesting. So that's that's just you know spitballing a little bit there. At least not at least from what I'm seeing right now. Uh, I would have to see radical changes, uh, but yeah. I don't think right now they have the talent to play Boston. Um, yeah, yeah, I actually think Boston's the Boston's or not the Boston. Best uh, Boston's probably the best matchup for them. Yeah, to be honest, I think I think Washington is a tougher matchup because yeah. of John Wall because it's a lot harder for them to shut down John Wall and Brad Beal versus trying to shut down just Isaiah Thomas because let's be honest, there's really nobody else who's, who's enough of a scoring threat on the Celtics, a consistent scoring threat anyways. Right. I mean, you know, you'll have nights where every Bradley will go off, but he's still been struggling. Um, you know, you might have a night where Jay Crowder goes off, but he's, you know, he's hit or miss and he's not great from the outside. Um, yeah, I mean, there are different guys that can, that can step up each night, Al Horford, but none of them seem to do it consistently. And so much of Boston's offense runs through Isaiah Thomas that, you know, I think it's it's going to be that's the easiest team for the Cavs of the of the top teams for the Cavs shut down. I think the the dark horse might be the Raptors because they've they've quietly won. Uh, I think they've gone twelve and five Lowry with Kyle. Not yet, but they've gone twelve and five without Lowry. So, uh, you know, they've when if Lowry does come back strong, they're going to be a tough team. But, yeah, they will, and. I still think I still think the Cavs will make the finals. I still I, I do think it's going to be a lot tougher. I think there's going to be some six and seven game series in maybe not the first round, but second and and uh, second round in the and the finals. So or the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't like their chances against any of the Western teams, given where the defense is at right now. Though I'll, I'll agree with you there as well. And I actually like their chances less against the Spurs than I do against the the Warriors or Rockets. Um, yeah, I'm just baffled by Kyrie Irving. I mean, you would look at a team that's trotting out Tony Parker and Patty Mills and you say Kyrie Irving should dominate that team. And, yeah. and yet he scores eight points and is... Well, but they didn't have those guys. Guarding him either from those for they had Danny Green on him quite a bit and Danny yeah. Green blocked him four times. Yeah, well, actually he blocked him three times and he blocked LeBron once. <laughs> right, and that to me it's like okay, then put whoever Tony Parker is guarding in a pick and roll, and you know, but the Cavs don't do that, so no. drives me no. nuts. Anyway, we're we we're, we've talked ourselves into circles, but it was cathartic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any uh, thoughts on Kevin Love? I didn't think that Kevin Love looked too bad uh, tonight. I just didn't feel like he got the ball enough. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he missed a fair amount of shots. His three is yeah. still not falling. Great. The first one falls, and then and then he seems like they go back to him, and then he misses them, and then they don't go back to him. Yeah. Like um, he, I I felt like the Cavs settled for way too many pull ups, uh, especially yeah. LeBron. LeBron. And I think the front I think the front line was tough for both Kevin and, yep. and Tristan tonight too. I think playing against a supersized front line of Deadman, Aldridge, and then they bring in Gasol and you know, it's just and even David Lee. I mean David Lee's six ten, six eleven. So yeah. David Lee uh, they, hooked up to the juvenation machine, David Lee. Yeah. Uh, well that's what happens to guys when they go to the Spurs. <laughs> something in the water. Maybe LeBron will end his career there. Uh, and on that note, uh, we will bid you good night uh, on a Cavalier loss to the Spurs, one hundred three to seventy four. And uh, so, uh, come Thursday, we'll all say go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.